I'm Zim, and you're listening to the Helpful Photographer Podcast in collaboration with New York City Photo Safari. To register for a safari, please visit NewYorkCityPhotoSafari.com. This question comes from one of our participants. How do you use the 150 to 600 millimeter lens without a monopod or a tripod? First of all, when you're shooting a long lens, you really should have some sort of support for it. The focal length alone pretty much demands a support just to get the stabilization right so you can get a sharp image. The other issue is the weight. These lenses are so heavy that in a short period of time, your hands will be rather tired, making it difficult to stabilize the equipment. But the question is, how can you shoot these lenses without a formal support? To be honest, my experience with the 150 to 600 millimeter lens only started this year when I took a group to Mexico to photograph flamingos. And when I found out that there were opportunities to photograph gazelles and wild horses on my recent trip to Kazakhstan a couple of weeks ago, I actually bought one of these lenses. My fantasy was to shoot wild horses and herds of gazelles, which I actually never saw. I did see a few gazelles and plenty of horses running wild, but they were not quote-unquote wild horses. For the most part, I found myself shooting without a monopod. Instead, I used the edge of my car window or the car's side mirror. If I was outside the car, I used the hood or the back corner of the car to lean the lens against. This gave me a lot of stability. In other words, find something to lean your equipment against. Having said this, there were plenty of images, probably more than half, where I freehanded it. So what do I do to stabilize myself? First of all, I find that I exhale before I fire, and just before I press the shutter button, I stop breathing. It's just something that's happened over the years, and this is my habit, regardless of the lens. Whether or not this is actually a good idea and offers me stability is to be debated. It's just what I do. Another thing I do is I rotate the tripod collar upwards so it's out of my way. I know that some people like to use that to hold on to, but it doesn't seem to help me at all and seems to get in the way. Again, this is personal preference. Another way to get stability is to kneel and to put your left elbow on your left knee. This will help a lot. I now carry a knee pad just because I'm tired of accidentally kneeling on a rock. If you can't be close to the ground and you need to be standing for your shot, you can rest your elbow against your body for stability, but this can only go so far. By the way, this assumes that you know how to actually hold your camera properly. By properly, I mean your left palm should be facing up and your thumb should be to the left side of the lens and not the bottom of the lens. This is regardless of whether you're shooting a vertical or horizontal. I find that many people get this wrong and it creates a lot of instability. When you get to a lens this big, you need as much stability as you can get. As far as your settings are concerned, shooting at faster shutter speeds may also help as well. Remember, at a minimum, your shutter speed should be one over your focal length. If you don't find that this is enough for a sharp image, keep speeding up your shutter speed until it's sharp. If you're shooting an aperture priority or program, your camera will know where your focal length is and set your shutter speed properly. However, if you're shooting a third-party lens, you may find that the camera may struggle to keep up as you zoom in and out. I found this to be true with the Sigma. Also, if you find that the base calculation of one over your focal length is not enough shutter speed, then you can set your automatic minimum shutter speed a bit faster. What am I talking about? If you go into your minimum shutter speed setting in your menu, you'll find two options. The first is the ability to set a minimum static shutter speed. 
In other words, no matter what, the camera will never go below whatever it is you set. The second option is to allow the camera to set it automatically based on your focal length. In the auto minimum shutter speed setting, you'll find the ability to tell the camera to always bias a little bit faster or a little bit slower. In this way, you can fine tune the camera for your particular ability or needs. However, this option is not available in most consumer rated models. If you listened to episode 47, you would have learned that I prefer not to own third-party lenses. Although I stand by my statement, I did just mention that I bought the Sigma 150-600mm lens for this past trip. I did this mostly due to budget. The other reason was size. I wanted the 600mm, but not the weight of a faster lens. The key reason I normally advise against a third-party lens, especially over 100mm, is that they tend to be a little bit sluggish to find focus. Although I have nothing to compare this lens to, I did find this to be the case. One way to help your lens along is to roll the focus ring manually to get it closer to where it needs to be before putting it up to your eye. Before I finish up, here's a pro tip. If you have a lens like the Sigma, where the rubber ridges on the zoom ring are a bit deep, put a large band-aid on the palm of your hand where the ring hits your hand. This will make it a lot more comfortable to use for those long shoots. Another thing you can do is to buy a silicone sleeve and to put it around that part. This made a huge difference for me. I'll put a link on the site. All right, that's it for today. I hope that was helpful. Until next time, keep on shooting.